Welcome to another episode of the Positive Change Podcast, a podcast that's all about inspiring uncommon and different thinking and really encouraging you to make positive change for yourself, those you care about, and the world at large. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Harmer, and in this episode of the Positive Change Podcast, I'm continuing to explore a theme, questions asked of me by my clients, those things that they want to know about me, about how I tick, and how I think. And in this episode, it's all about secret sauce. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Dr. Richard Harmer, and you're about to discover new ways to go from overwhelm to thriving in your business and in your life by following your passions, pursuing your unique life purpose, and stepping fully into your infinite potential. You deserve to live your best life, a life filled with all of the clarity, courage, and commitment you need to be happy and to make a positive impact on the world. So get ready, because this podcast challenges society's expectations for what it means to be successful in life and in business, and invites you to grow beyond outdated assumptions for defining who you are. Welcome to the Positive Change Podcast. Yes, welcome back to another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Harmer. And as I shared in the introduction, we're really talking about questions that my clients in my professional life have asked me about me. I've done an episode on what do I think of success and what's been my success in 2022. The last episode talked about creativity and how I think about creativity. And in this episode, a client turned the coin over or turn the tides on myself i'm often asking other people hey tell us about what your secret source is that thing that makes you you your essential nature the thing that's you know has you you unique and a client of mine asked me hey rich you asked me what your what my secret source is but i really want to know what yours is what is your secret source so that's what this episode is all about. So um, here we go. One of the things that immediately comes to mind about this topic, which I've shared in the previous podcast about how I do creativity is, I am relentlessly curious about how the world works. And more specifically, how people work. You know, I'm, my background is psychology and specifically developmental psychology. But you know, psychology is all about why people do what they do. <laughs> so I think I'm in the, you know, the right career because um, I'm just deeply interested in human beings and what makes them do what they do, how they tick, why they think the way they do and when they don't think the way they do, when they don't think maybe, <laughs> what is that all about? Um, I, I'm also really, really fascinated at what happens when you invite people to connect with the deepest aspects of who they are and invite people to connect those deepest aspects with other people's deepest aspects. So, you know, I guess getting beyond the, like the, the, you know, the, the small talk into the, what I call the real talk. And th- that heads me down a pathway as I ponder this about exploring and understanding human development. Um, as I said, I'm a developmental psychologist by trade and I'm really fascinated by identity and how people understand who they are and how they fit in the world around them. 
So I love reading people and working with people. Creativity is one of my things. People often say to me, hey, Rich, you know a little about a lot. I don't know if to take that as a positive thing or not sometimes, but I'll take it as a positive in this instance that I, I tend to, um, because I'm curious, I, I, I just follow where the positive energy is and um, that has me diving into stuff that's kind of random. Everything from um, black holes to quantum mechanics to poetry. I would say I'm like a radical generalist. <laughs> Maybe in that sense. So maybe maybe we'll take this pathway if I think about my secret source. In the real thing that is, I think, sets me... I won't say it's unique because there's other people in the world that do it, but probably sets me apart in, in most of the situations I find myself in, and that's actually the lens around development. Now, in the 1960s, 1970, Jane Lovinger, who was a developmental psychologist, developed a, an assessment called the Washington University sentence completion test the whooshed i discovered this particular test many years ago and in fact uh, taught myself to score in this particular test i would say not that accurately <laughs> but anyway i one of the things around that the manual for scoring lovin just spoke about the hidden factor of life success now at that time i read this document i was entrenched in early in my phd looking at spirituality and what is the spiritual life what's the meaning of life looking at what are the hidden factors to success and the most dominant one life success factor is iq you know um, our, our general intelligence in fact more specifically it's fluid intelligence the ability to and spatial ability the ability to hold disparate concepts in our minds and see the relationships amongst them and between them iq is a pretty dominant factor of life success the ability to make sense of a whole range of things and at the time um, I was reading a bunch about personality and how conscientiousness was another dominant factor. Conscientiousness being the ability not to give up on something. You know, dogmatism, dogmat being more dogmatic was a, a, a factor of life success. But the hidden factor, this, the, the hidden predictive variable that Lovin just spoke about was ego development. A person's self-understanding within ever-expanding context for self what i mean by that is the ability to get outside one's um it's all about me to it's all about us to it's all about the world to it's the universe that matters folks that type of stuff um and that really set me on a pathway of going ha huh, what is this thing of development and my phd in the end even though i started with the question what is spirituality what is a spiritual life and why would someone want one uh, want one really came down to consciousness development and what are the mechanics the psychological mechanics of how a person's self-sense evolves and that led me to some of the work of stages of development now one of the ways of thinking about this is piaget looked at how children develop through um, formal pre-formal formal operations um, how they manipulate objects in their mind. And then I started to read the work again of Lovinger and from there, Suzanne Cook-Greuter, who was a significantly influential in my life. Stages development really looks at how a person answers questions like, who am I? What do I stand for? What is the world out there? 
that I am perceiving with my mind and how do I fit into that world? Where's my place? And what we do know about stages of development is that they move in a pretty, I won't say predictable, but a clear set of unfoldment from more self-centric to egocentric to world-centric to a sense of this universal consciousness. The predictors of how a person evolves are really fascinating. I've spent more than a decade seeking to understand based on how a person thinks about themselves, what are their likely blind spots, what are their likely strengths, and what is the developmental edge or the next step for them in their own self-evolution as a way of supporting them to become more or fully human to recognize and live into their true nature one understanding how that development occurs probably more importantly how to understand where a person might be at in their developmental trajectory is something that is i would say part of my secret source again i'm not the only one that that does it there are some really gifted practitioners in this space around the world that simply phenomenal in in tracking in real time a person's identity and the thing about a person's identity is it's hidden to the person right subject anything that we say like this is who i am in reality is not who we are anymore it's it's once something moves from a subject that is i'm living it through my eyes to an object that is i can observe it about myself it's something i have been rather than something i currently am so helping or understanding a person's subjective identity, helping them to become aware of the who I amness, so that they can be more intentional about who I am becoming is part of my secret source. So for example, when I'm listening to people, I'm often thinking to myself as I'm listening to what they're sharing with me because language is pretty much the only way we can understand a person's development at this point in time. I was talking with a friend of mine the other day about I wonder if we can understand development through physiology, through the more somatic sense of self rather than just a cognitive sense of self but we just don't have the mechanisms for that right now and ultimately language becomes the limitation of development when in early days it's the enabler of development. That's probably a longer podcast. When I'm listening to people, I'm thinking about cause and effect. Do they think about A plus B leads to C? You know, Are they thinking through um, either or or um, a, a causation way of thinking that is a, a dominant, advanced, linear thinking way of thinking, which... Is nothing wrong with that, by the way. It's just how a person understands themselves is, I need to become better or um, understand the world around them. You know, um, endless growth, for example. They're all examples of linear thinking. And how does a person understand themselves in the world around them and how they contribute? Is it about, I'm as effective as... Um, what I know about this topic that is valuable or, or necessary to somebody else? Or am I... Uh, important or valuable or I fit in here because I'm able to achieve a goal or achieve an outcome quicker and faster than anyone else can do. Another way of thinking about things that I sometimes notice is people who 
realize or recognize that linear thinking is important, obviously, in order to thrive in life, but it's, n- it's not enough. We might need to think about cyclical or non-linear thinking. Those people who start to mo- focus more on not what the events per se might be, but patterns, looking at events over time and how, a trend, how do trends happen and how might the h- more hidden nature of life start to unfold and understanding the way they're personally understanding life. You know, getting on the balcony themselves, not just living life, but getting on the balcony going, what's really going on here? And then those people who are so emergent with life, you know, where they're in essence recognizing the limitations of thinking, the limitations of mind, and seeking to connect more intentionally with awareness itself, the awareness from which mind emerges, pre-thought, and understanding themselves as awareness itself and rather than a thinking being. This next understanding is, I would say, relatively rare, but really fascinating, what I'm going to call the all-at-onceness way of understanding self, where the self is an ever-present presence of awareness and simultaneously a spontaneous expression in each moment you know where a person's sense of who they are is is both enduring and in response to what's occurring right now and right now and right now now this thing with all at onceness to to highlight here is it's really a stage of development that starts to tap into the to the non-dual of no separation between self and other no separation between self and the universe no separation between relative reality and absolute reality um, what i mean by relative reality is the irre- is the reality that can be comprehended by mind you know and mind is a way is a categorization machine it takes phenomena this all at onceness and it categorizes it into meaningful chunks that it can recall in the future so relative reality is we're not seeing all of reality we're seeing what the mind is able to comprehend and categorize and those people that have an all at onceness are able to increasingly experience a reality that is non-categorized before thought which of course provides a significant flex in how they are able to navigate themselves and the world around them but again that's time for another podcast now how does this secret source help for example i work with an organization at the moment where whenever they're recruiting a senior person they ask me to have a chat with them this new this potential new recruit and my role in doing so is simply to have a conversation with them about whatever is important to them and in that way identify what their stage of development is it's not so that that person will or won't get hired although that's sometimes what occurs for a whole range of reasons it's more so that the organization go okay in in thinking this person is a great candidate for role x how are they going to take up that role based on their identity their self-sense and is that going to be expansive enough for what the organization needs from a person in that role and if the person has the capacity is needed awesome 
And if they don't, but they're close, what do we need to get them in ready? And if they don't and they're not close, how do we support them to find the right role for them, even if the one they're going for isn't one they're necessarily suitable for? So that's one example. Another example is thinking about leadership development and how do we design programs based on not just what the cohort needs from a developmental and growth perspective, but tailoring reflection activities to be targeted towards each individual person's stage of development and what they need to amplify strength, discover a blind spot and find and and learn into or develop into their developmental edge. And then how do we do that at an organizational level? Which leads me to thinking about deliberately developmental organizations and probably another podcast. Well, as I go through these questions, I'm noticing there's so many podcasts to do on things that um, I'm working with. Anyway, so we'll probably, I'll end the, this podcast here and, and, and ask you to think about or invite you to think about your own development, probably more accurate, your own secret source. So here's the invitation to take some time and think about your five greatest successes those five things you're most proud of in you know whatever domain in your life whether it be sport or life or relationships or at work or with friends whatever it might be those five things you're most proud of and 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 seek to identify amongst those five things the commonalities you know what is it about how you created success or what made you proud that is a pointer towards who, what your secret source might be. Then, once you think about that, go and ask three people who know you well to comment on what you've discovered. And I can tell you, in just doing that, you will pretty much find your secret source. There'll be something about you that people go, oh yeah, it's obvious, this is who you are. This is, what's imp- this is what you do without even thinking. Because one of the things about our secret source is we don't often recognize it because it's a thing that we do naturally. And as a consequence, we might not see its inverted commas value because it's a thing that we do without thinking. But it's what other people find deeply rewarding about you. So on that note, thanks for listening to another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. See you next time. Hi, and thank you so much for checking out another episode of the Positive Change Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe using the button below and make sure you also click the bell icon to get notified every time we release a new episode. If you're looking for the show notes for this episode, we have them in the link underneath, as well as our social media handles and some links to free training and other offers that we drop from time to time to help you go from overwhelmed to thriving in pursuing your best life. So go ahead and check out this episode's show notes if you're interested. And thank you so much for tuning into the Positive Change Podcast.